Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 4th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, doing good. It's National Open season. Oh, yeah. The uh, Mauritius Open this week. Big, big one. Huge, huge. Uh, <laughs> no, we got Australian Open. That's right. That's right. All right. We'll get into that real quick. Let's. Uh, so we got more uh, Decade in Review coming. And uh, it's lengthy again. Abrupt somehow, ending. Abrupt ending. I had you to. had to get on a call. Uh, you remembered ninety seconds, you know, before it started. Like, hey, I gotta go, and then we just ended. I guess we're gonna do part three uh, Friday. But we that knew one will this be was short. gonna be a three-parter. Where well, we, we got another day. Talking about amateur golf and all these different things. Um, How about the Bears being back in the playoff mix? Is that accurate? Is that true? Well, the Vikings, the Vikings, you know, they kind of left the door open last night. You know, one thing I've seen is a lot of bowl projections have BC against Illinois, either the the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit or the Pinstripe Bowl in New York. Really, really rough loss. Really, really lo- rough loss. Oh, you guys lost to Northwestern. That's yeah. right. Score their offensive coordinator immediately after the season. Um, all right, let's get to the schedule of the week. Are you, wait, do you really have hope about the Bears? Not really. I mean, they had the Vikings kind of got lucky in that Broncos game. It would be really interesting if they had yeah. come back. Yeah. yeah. The Packers stink too. That team stinks. It just <laughs> sucks that Mitch sucks. Yeah. Let's All move right. on. All right. Schedule for the week. So we got to move fast. So this is there's a lot of decade in review chatter. And unfortunately, there's a lot of news as well. But tons of news. Tons of news. Schedule for the week. The Hero World Challenge is a Wednesday to Saturday event. That'll be on Golf Channel mid-afternoon. I think around one to four. Um, we have the Australian Open, as you alluded to. I think that starts Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern to around midnight, maybe 1 a.m. Uh, the next day. They got a great field. They do? Oh, yeah. Paul Casey's playing. Your buddy Sergio's doing kids' clinics over there. My buddy. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy. Um, they got <clears throat> Takumi uh, Kanaya, the number one ranked amateur in the world. I'm coughing already. This is terrible. Um, we have the Mauritius Open, as we alluded to. I think I pronounced that right. Mauritius. Uh, on the European tour, which is just... No weeks off on the European tour. Straight from there can't be a good field there. Dubai to South Africa to Mauritius, which I think is what is that? It that's a collection of islands somewhere in the far Pacific, right? 
yeah, I, I want to say. I think it's. <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking to me about this, but I think it's it's somewhere near. Uh, sure. I'm not even going to guess. Actually, I'm just. <laughs> just open me up to crit- criticism. I, I may have just confused it with the Maldives, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, That's oh, where no. I, I think I was kind of thinking it was too. It's off of Madagascar. Okay. So Africa, kind of Indian Ocean, Mauritius. Um, so I would imagine a lot of that that South African field went from Leopard Creek right over there. I, I, no, because Louis, all the bre- the whole Presidents Cup team, the internationals oh. are playing at the lakes. That's true. That's at uh, Australian Open and, yeah. and like the field at the Australian Open's legit. And this is kind of what bugs me is that Australian Open would have been like the event of the fall had it been had not against the hero. Yeah, it, it's it's just bullshit. <laughs> this hero is really cr- I, the fact that there are world ranking points. That's a common refrain, but whatever. That's the only I mean, thing that's going to keep Spieth inside the top fifty. All right, but we'll get to it in a minute. So let's get through the fall schedule. Mauritius Open. Spieth might then, win this week. The fairways <laughs> there are so wide. They are. Remember that when? What was it? One of those false start comebacks for Tiger. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen or seventeen. Yeah, something like that. He's like, oh, he's hitting every fairway. I was mm-hmm. like, well, they're like 75 yards wide. Um, and then last but not least on the schedule for the week, the Magical Kenya Ladies Open Whoa. on the Ladies European Tour. That'll be on in the uh, morning. And Van Dam's won two in a row, I think. We can talk to on f- for Friday's show because it won't start till the weekend. PNC Father-Son Challenge. We got the PNC back. No love, love boys. No love boys. No love boys. I mean, I think they finally. I think like kind of the public ridicule of last year, like playing together at RSM, and then all of. This, I mean, Drew Love is freaking tour player. He's whooping up on Little John Daly. I mean, I wouldn't call it whooping. They barely won. <laughs> <laughs> like no, it was I mean... not a runaway win. <laughs> that might be the biggest. Uh, you know. <laughs> You know, casting and all these other guys who aren't Is baby actual shark playing full, full members of PGA Tour wannabes. Or uh, what about Tucker Watkins? I don't see Tucker. I don't see Tucker in the field. Little John Daly is is his name, official name in the field. Little John. Uh, yeah, I don't see any baby sharks. No baby sharks. No, no baby shark. Annika Sorenstam is playing with her dad. What about Gary? Was the first uh, woman player in the history of the PNC. That's pretty cool. Gary Player? Yeah. Yeah, he's playing with his grandson. No, I'm saying Gary Nicholas. Oh, GT Nicholas. Oh. His grandson, not not Gary. GT, not the senior tour grand- player. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be pretty good, though. How about this? Padraig Harrington's son is named Patty Harrington. I thought we were going to do this on Friday. We can't. We can't. This, all right. This episode all right. Will be three right. hours long if we go deep on the PNC. I, this could be like a six-hour episode if we want. <laughs> if we want it. it really could. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> There's so much good stuff. Can we get into it? Can we get into the news? Yeah. Event go. of the week is Australian Open. <laughs> okay. So Australian Open, event of the week. We will have watched a round of that Wednesday night. 
uh, and then we'll record on Thursday. Okay. Uh, what kind of news do you want to hit on first? Um, I mean, is there any news? I mean, we got to hit on the very obvious one to hit on right right off the bat. Bryson. There's, there's a couple obvious ones, in my opinion. I know. What about Bryson? I mean, did you see this Dylan DeShare article? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, the, the, so I just... It's, it's so crazy how Bryson can't... So let's talk about it real quick. If you haven't right. read it, read Dylan DeShare's. It, it's on golf.com, Dylan yep. DeShare's article. It's guaranteed to make you laugh like at least three times. <laughs> I read it right when I woke up this morning, and I was in a joyous mood all morning because I was thinking about this idiot and, and <laughs> all the things he said. Yeah, I was. I got tagged in pretty quickly on this one. Um, you know, uh, the quote: "I'm going to become massive." Is that <laughs> title? I hit it 365 yesterday. I flew at 340, 184 ball speed. Um, it's, it's all core. He keeps talking about. It. I, I was. Uh, so the thing about it is. He has like he he talks about how he was sore and his back was really hurting at the end of the year, and this is a legitimate reason to bulk right. up and like get in the gym. You got back problem, you got to work on your core. Like and a lot of golfers have that. So like yeah. the thing about Bryson though is it can't just be like, hey, my back was hurting, so I'm I'm getting in the gym to to work out so I I relieve the pain on the back. It has to be. That, that that he's doing all this crazy stuff like he's just working out <laughs> that's true all he's doing is working out but instead it becomes some sort of he thinks it's like this peer-reviewed journal article on you know his thinking about how to work out and um there's some fancy terms but you know it's it, which can't be fact-checked you know real time right like dylan's not talking to him there in the bahamas being like he, he you know terminal velocity type stuff right yeah you can't do it in real time and, and it's just like so he starts throwing these words out i here here's some good quotes here's from bryson i'm going to become like a gymnast i watch online on instagram these gymnast influencers and that's where i want to get to so he's Is up he to 222 what what what's the there's no gymnast influencer scene i think he meant gym influencer no, like, i think there's gymnast influencers who knows so here it goes on i'll never get to my target size or weight he doesn't think it's possible to get what to where he wants mean? to get just forever in pursuit of an unattainable goal i, I don't think, understand I think it's in the third standard deviation <laughs> I think now, with this knowledge and understanding, the sky is the limit. I'm going to become massive. You'll start to see this week. <sighs> this guy is a—he's just a kook, right? I mean, this is all junk science. It's all junk. But good on him. He provides a lot for content. <laughs> but it's pretty cool what you can do <laughs> to the body by working out most people say okay i just have to sit down and rest i've got to take time off but i've tried that route and i've realized that actually makes you worse says so he's focusing yeah 
taking time off makes him worse. <laughs> he had a childhood trampoline accident that's I know. His back. Like that's don't make light of that. I, <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> you play golf for a living, you're gonna have back problems probably. <laughs> Says he's been focusing on exercises again and do extreme positions of rotations and flexions. I might not have pronounced that right. Flexions. Um, I've talked to a couple people who have talked to Bryson about these workouts. Yeah. And all he's doing is isolating muscles and working. He's just out. working out. He's yeah. just working out. So there's nothing. Okay. Non story. Let's move on. But All right. All right. Other news, uh, Phil Mickelson's going to Saudi Arabia, skipping, which, you know, is in and of itself shitty. Not not a good move, and uh, you know, in my estimation, but like made worse by the fact that he's skipping the Phoenix Open 30 years. So it's not like an off week or a downtime for him. It's an event. It's a week he's typically playing on the PGA Tour, so he's clearly going for the cash. Um, that's not what he said though oh he got into it on Twitter with like you and Murray I think from overseas a particularly good and feisty uh, golf writer reporter from uh, Europe and uh, it's just like it, he took a beating all day on Twitter but I don't, I'm not sure he cared or we'll, we'll forget about it I just don't know I mean what's he going to do like fireside chats with except instead of wood or electric it's going to be like the bodies of dissidents you know burning as he talks about some goofy story from the 2010 masters like i just don't it's a bad look for phil uh he does he as far as we know he shouldn't need the money but you never know with these guys sometimes they they need the cash i, that, I don't yeah, know especially you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke around Phil and Cash and stuff. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. But <laughs> Phil, yeah, it's just disappointing. I mean, it seemingly the professional golf. There's there's a lot of guys that I'm sure turn down money, but the amount of guys that accept the money and 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 go with this stock grow the game in the kingdom line it's yeah just, just gross like you're not doing like i would love if you're gonna go do it just be like yeah they're paying me a bunch of money and yeah. i'd be like okay like at least you're honest none of the, right. the, the the thing that i have a problem with is the the blatant dishonesty that these guys like why they're going to play he goes, after turning down opportunities to go to the Middle East for many years, I'm excited to go play and see a place in the world I've never been. I understand those who are upset or disappointed. You'll be okay. I'm excited to experience this for the first time. And, you know, like you and got back at him, like, what if you're excited to go see that place in the world, just go on your own accord and not for the whatever, a couple million dollars you're getting to play golf. I, I loved this line. I watched Dustin win the title last year. I thought <laughs> yeah. the course looked like an interesting challenge. <laughs> It's uh, Phil. Phil's kind of been, I don't know, in my estimation, degraded himself quite a bit over the last few years. And not not to get hot takey on it, or you know, I'm not even talking about the rules thing at Shinnecock. I just think like, I don't know, it's been sort of a circus act, and not necessarily the most scrupulous individual. So, um, well, it's just further cementing uh, Ernie Els's 
<laughs> place in history. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't think it's been a, a, a great. It's, it's run not been for, a graceful uh, exit. I guess people love his social media, though. So who knows? Uh, all right. Other news: CBS is adding Trevor Ilmaman full time, adding Frank Nabilo full time, who's leaving Golf Channel. Uh, what else? Mark Immelman's doing more. Michelle Wee. Andrew Catalan get <coughs> just Masters. Michelle Wee joining the Masters. Andrew Catalan getting the Bill McAtee zone, which means, you know, used to be like the old Memphis event when Jim Nance wouldn't show up for that and things like Zurich. You know, you'll see Andrew. Surprise, Nance shows up for the current Memphis event. <laughs> Kind of put that one meatball over the middle for you. Uh, you know, he'll get Zurich. I, I don't have much reaction to this, right? I, I don't think this is going to shake up anything too bad, uh, too significantly. Um, I, I, I love like real talk. I, I thought Brandel and Frank was like the best non live coverage, like live event coverage in golf for a long time there. Uh, then of course, like the internet brought more people into it, like you, and, and, like I, I just think like, but in terms of like live from, like made an event feel bigger. And Brandon and Frank being on set, on site, they were they were really really good. Uh, maybe yeah, they were really good at doing that. So I, I hate to see that kind of duo break up. I don't know what their plans are for the future. I'm sure they'll get other guys in there, but but I thought that was uh, I, I'm sad to see them break up. I will be very interested to see who fills in live from because it's it's a tough spot. You got Duvall, obviously. Yeah, but they need someone else. They yeah, can't they can't just do those two. Maybe it'll be uh, need someone to counter like Sheard. Maybe Bateman. <laughs> Could be Brian Bateman. Speculation oh. rumor rumor <laughs> mill is going to run rampant. Uh, but yeah, they need someone to counter like Brandel's whatever sheer force of personality and, and all that. So um, I don't think Duvall can do that on his own. Uh, yeah, Duvall, they, they seem to get a little chippy sometimes, you know. But they're still, I think they're tight. I yeah. think. I don't know. <clears throat> um, anything for CBS then that you? Nah, I don't Does care. anything for you? I think it's good. I think Michelle Wee was really good in uh, at golf channel when she did the that weekend uh, solheim solheim yeah she was really good so uh i'm excited about that and not much else though i don't, I, I think i think yeah, yeah. the immelmans don't really do anything for me <laughs> I, I know they're very nice guys but <laughs> okay um uh, do you want to hit some tea times real quick for Hero? Just because we're told those will be the pairings for Presidents Cup or potential two man teams for for next week. Uh, we could talk about that. <laughs> so it looks like X and Woodland, aka Wood, as Tiger calls him. We've got Bryson and Webb together, which I just feel so bad for Webb if he's going to be doing the whole Bryson. He's going to be the sideshow with Bryson's circus act. Uh, Reed and Cantlay, which is not a surprise. They play together in Zurich. Tiger and JT. Ricky and Fina are some of the ones that we're looking at. So, 
What do you think about these? I think it's ridiculous that Tiger, this thing has OWGR points and Tiger can just use it as sort of like a President's Cup practice round. He sets the tee times, you know, and he can just kind of work through it. So I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's not like they got a CT machine down there. So it's not even a real event anyway. But they're getting points. That's my issue. Yeah. All right. I I think uh, in terms of, I like the Bryson Webb pairing a lot. Sure. Like this is how you let somebody thrive. You know, you put them with their steadiest player in a, in a situation like last year, putting them with Phil Phil Mickelson, an alternate shot. You know, that's a yeah. way to get somebody off on the right foot. Yeah. How about yeah. the how about the thumb? The thumb's a defending champ here. You think right. he's gonna it's win hot. again? Uh sure. He's only gotta beat what, seventeen guys? I, I could see him winning. What's, right. It's uh I I what? wish Cooch, I wish Chez was on the team. I know. You see Chez Coocher together. Yeah. That'd be such a fun guy two guys to watch play somebody. <laughs> They'd probably be pretty good at at, at uh, Melbourne. Distance isn't a big deal there. I That's... know. I've well, I've been I've been pining for Chez for months now. I just whatever. All right, should we do what an do ad you, read? What here? do you think? What do you think it feels like for like guys like Kisner, Chez, Bubba, Spieth this week, where it's like essentially like a practice? I think it's awkward. Play? It's got to be so awkward. Look at that. Spieth just gets stashed with Henrik Stenson. In the last tea time, I, yeah, I think it's awkward. It's like a U.S. team event, and then a couple other guys filling out the field. So, especially for the Americans. All right, should we do an ad read here? Yeah. Uh, picking up on uh, Monday, we introduced you to our our latest partner, listeners of the program, golfers, friends of the Shotgun Start, Rucket R U K K E T Rucket dot com. We have our own landing page. It's Rucket dot com slash shotgun start uh there you can enter a giveaway for the ultimate off-season training package which uh i I gotta read this just because there's so much there's so much stuff (laughs) um it's uh the hack pro hitting net xl tri-turf hitting mat so the hack net they partner with the georgia coach chris hack legendary college coach uh for much of a lot of this practice equipment they have the tri-turf hitting mat, which is uh, gives you multiple lies, rough, fairway, first cut, like different levels of grass to hit out of or, or off the mat. And then you have a, a turf standing mat with an alignment graphic. You know, I never, I never do that. Have you ever, do you work with alignment sticks or ever? Yeah, like if like I'm... Like alignment graphic like that? If I'm trying to grind... You got to get lined up. It's the hardest thing to do. I think after long layoffs, it's it's really good work for winter because aiming, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, like, but like over the winter when you don't play golf, like you start, like I aim like 20 yards right the first round. And if I don't work on my alignment, even just getting set up to the ball. Yeah. I mean, you got to do a lot of stuff. You need to get in the net. I pick out a tree on the range and hit at it. Never bother to look at my feet or where. So I, th- I like the idea of this alignment graphic on this mat. 
I'm um, I'm working on this basement, and I'm telling you, I I'm getting I'm gonna order. They got a Cyber Monday deal, even though it's Tuesday, which is pretty nice. Generally. They have I think it's Cyber Week. Cyber the concept week. of a seven day calendar kind of goes out the window for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all that. So I'm gonna get this pop up golf pitching and chipping target for my basement. It's gonna be awesome. Because I can, I can just sit down here, and it's not a big enough space to, to do full swing, but I could just yeah. pitch pitch away all winter. Yeah. So they have multiple products. Uh, obviously, much more than golf. They have a ton of soccer, soccer goals, lacrosse, baseball equipment, some basketball equipment. Basketball practice starts tomorrow for the six-year-olds. Ooh. Gonna have to Are you going to get I'm, I got to see what I'm working with. I think you got to get this uh, this little return, the, the <laughs> net, the return <laughs> net. We're gonna start with some running first. A little suicide. Suicide escape after after Thanksgiving, the off season. Um, so his own D going. <laughs> so they've got plenty of equipment for either the golfer. This is the time to get this. I just think this is like, look, this is a layup. It's a layup. Uh, basketball term intended. It's a layup gift idea, right? You give someone, especially from where where you are up in Chicago, where I'm in Maryland off season it's frigid uh somebody gets something that allows them to play or practice golf i think it's an easy gift especially for our kind of listeners so yeah um what the website's rocket.com slash shotgun start and you enter just your name just your email like i said you don't need your blood type social security number salary anything it's five seconds your name and they've got Cyber Week deals going on really through the week. So, all right, rucket.com slash shotgun start. Should we get to, uh, let's do part two of our decade in review. We'll get to uh, Sean Martin. Yeah. We'll- all right, we now welcome back uh, Sean Martin, a uh, senior editor of PGA Tour.com. Uh, how do you get to be senior? Is that just time spent, quality of work, combination of both? I think you're younger than I am. De- uh, definitely not quality of work. Uh, I'm sneaky old. People always underestimate my age. Uh, uh, you know, you go from editor junior to editor, senior editor. Uh, editor junior? Is that a title? Yeah, you know, like Thursday junior or Friday junior. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right. Uh, so, like Sean. That. I want to be editor junior. <laughs> As anticipated, I knew we were in trouble when we let off talking about hippos and cosmic crisp apples, and then it was like 2011, and we're 25 minutes in. So we just split this up into we'll we'll say we'll say two parts optimistically Might here be at the three. top. Yeah, but uh, for the decade in review, we will uh, jump back into it, reviewing again free flowing conversation. There's we're some over halfway. There's yeah, we're over halfway. So there's limited boundaries. We're basically talking about some major winners, talking about some. You know, top 15 in the FedEx Cup standings for some reason that only Andy knows. Uh, and that's, those are the only boundaries. sparked a great Jimmy Walker conversation. <laughs> those are the only boundaries that, uh, that are part of this decade in Is review. Is Jimmy Walker all decade team because he spent most weeks at number one in the FedEx? <laughs> no. no. He might, you know, he might have a spot on that team just because he, he factored majorly in the worst major of the decade prominently at the fedex cup top of the fedex cup prominently featured in a couple rider cup disasters or at least one rider cup disaster so he should might he should maybe be involved in, in the decade team just because his name was often involved so um 
can I can I revisit a few things that I I left off? I, for sure, I have one, I have one thing I want to revisit. Why, but you why, go first. why don't you go first? Okay, I don't, I want to go back. Uh, I don't think I gave enough gave it enough credit. The 2011 Masters. Uh, we called it well, the best Sunday at a major of the decade, but we didn't really break it down. I don't so, know if sure. it was better though than the Phil Stenson duel. <clears throat> just I'm just sure. talking about Schwartzel's round. I don't know because I was thinking about it as we were talking about it. You remember he started it off with that six iron bump and run from dead way right to the first green. Then he holds out a wedge on three uh, before he birdies the la- the final four holes. Like, I mean, that had to be one of the craziest rounds of a major winner in the 2010s. You got two hole outs from off the green, birdies the last four. Uh, I can't well, think no of one, anything yeah. about that. I remember the birdie in the last four, but no one remembers really the, the first few He holes. was way right of one. And he had a and, six iron, you're saying? Yeah, he had the six iron bump and run up the hill, uh, hold that, and then on three, hold out from like 80 yards, spun it back in the hole. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, hot Charles. And now they're driving number three. Also, apparently, reading Will Gray's uh, blog last week, it sounds like his career might be almost over. Because of this wrist thing? or Yeah. What? I mean, if I was reading between the lines, it kind of sounded like it was this might hurt too much to the point where I have to give it up. He also really? finished fourth that week, so I don't know. Be a shame to see Hot Charles go. Mainly because Andy won't be able to say Hot Charles anymore on the podcast. I mean... Um, that's uh, so you want you want my stuff that I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going back. All right. So Chambers Bay. I want to go back there. 2010 U.S. Amateur. No, no, the oh. Open U.S. Open. <laughs> that U.S. Amateur was stacked, but anyway, it was a great U.S. Am. Didn't uh, Ben the, the, on why? Ben Say, on won that right? The, so. It did, but if you talk about a, a golf course identifying the best players, the semifinals were the defending champion, Ben On, uh, the number one amateur in the world, Peter Uline, the number two amateur in the world, David Chung, who'd won the, the Western Amateur near and dear to Andy's heart the week previous. Uh, and then a pre-college Patrick Cantlay was the other semifinalist. You, you know what's crazy? I was talking with somebody about this yesterday. Is golf, like, unlike... Like David Chung's a perfect example. Unlike basketball, if there's a phenom at age 17, we pretty much know that he's going to be that's, unbelievable. That's not true at all. Well, well he's going to at saying, least get in the league. Like even Sebastian yeah. Taylor. Ah, Felipe Lopez. Who is uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Bender? But usually it's like injuries <sighs> cause. For the most part, I'm saying for the most part, like okay. Eddie Curry was much, a bust, much higher but he correlation was in the league for a long time. Okay. So with I mean, I, I was what sparked the thinking about this was uh, was Guan. Yeah, I mean, he made the, he made the cut of the Masters. At also, 14. I looked, he should be a junior at Arizona and he's not on the roster. I don't know what's happened, but Tianling Guan is not I, on the Arizona roster. Anymore. He's not good at golf. Right. Well, that could be a reason. I can't even. But like at age fourteen, he was great. And he made the cut. Of the Masters. Yeah. Hunter May had missed the cut. And who would have bet that at this point we're to, like we're talking about? He's not going to play professional golf, probably. So and this is okay. this is the crazy thing with golf. Like being great at golf at age seventeen does not ensure that you are going to be very good at age twenty. And you could stink at age seventeen. And be great at age twenty three. It's some just guy, the craziest sport. Well, and everyone thinks that like it's a l- linear progression, but like some guys, I think, just have their best seasons when they're seventeen. Do you, how many former Wager number ones do you think never played on tour? 
uh, a versus like, like type in Wikipedia. Like a, uh, I, I had, mean, I had a tour card. I think had had a tour card. I think Brandel said I think that only eight Wagger number ones have won on tour. Okay. Well, some of that's because they're European. But but it's still a crazy statistic. Uh, you're getting a much better correlation. Like, also, my boy Takumi Kanaya, I'm very excited for him to come out and turn pro. He's currently yeah. number one in the Wagger. Uh, same alma mater as Hideki. Like Hideki, uh, won in the Japan Tours in the amateur and then lost a playoff uh, earlier this year. Would have been joined Hideki as the only two-time Asian amateur champion. But your recent number ones, like Hovland, uh, Justin Sud, just turned pro. Thornberry, we're kind of waiting for him to do things. Doug Gim's on tour. Colin Morikawa's on tour. Joaquin Neiman's one on tour. Uh, McNeely's on tour. Curtis Luck was on tour briefly. Rom is Rom. Uh, Schneider Johns, that one's kind of been mysterious. Patrick Rogers on tour. I don't know. Anyways, I think you're seeing a much higher correlation, but I, I guess I could see that. Uh, but also, the, I mean, even the Wagner, I mean, they underwent a pretty big change in in how they rank players recently and so i think that was kind of admittance that maybe the wagger wasn't the best i don't think it's very good now either like nobody would have argued last spring that matthew wolf was the best player in the in the country yeah would have, would have argued that he wasn't I mean, your yeah. big or was. your boy big stew is creeping up there quietly he might be he might become a former number one in the wagger they have to go pro. Quite an achievement for a mid amp. Uh, um, all right. So but, we uh, are, okay. So so we're off the, off the rails. But that's fine. I just was thinking about it, David Sean, As the tour as the tour's gotten younger and younger, it's just it. Imagine it makes the makes sponsorship deals tougher and tougher for these OEMs because you have to bet on young players. But in golf, it's the least sure thing of all sports really well and look at the verbal baseball would baseball be one that would be right cry, cry yeah, me a I, river for the i would league. say too i mean look at <laughs> look at the verbals for college i mean you have verbals like brad dalkey was kind of a, a groundbreaker when he did his verbal for oklahoma but you're getting more and more like eighth graders making verbal commitments for golf it's like lane kiffin giving that like new uh i think it was like a delaware quarterback like an offer to usc when he was like in seventh grade or something. joe flacco what's the deal uh-huh. if, if you don't play college golf can you get your eligibility back if you never played no because well division maybe in division two they have those wacky rules where like 50 year olds end up playing college golf but like division one i think you have all your eligibility all right Let's go back. Andy, what did you what did you wish you had said on part one that you okay. didn't get? So Chambers Bay was the start of Jason Day rolling around on the ground. <laughs> and I as I this thought about so... it, I thought, the man might have vertigo. Like what do you listen, think? listen. And I think about it and I think that this he started rolling around on the ground, it coincides with the start of the best golf of his career. So what what is your theory on this then? We'll see. In 2016, he rolled around on the ground, won a tournament. Where was the 2016 one? Was there anything besides WGC Chambers? match play? First round of the tournament. First, first match of the tournament. He's rolling around on the ground. I don't remember that. Doesn't know if he can play cactus. anymore. And then he's he, rolling around. In no, the this was, I think it was the first year that was at match at uh, at uh, Austin. Austin. Okay. No, 2015 was Harding Park. 2016. Oh, 16. Yeah, we yeah, are yeah. going jumping ahead. But uh, okay. other thing, I think the match play might be the best tournament of the decade. 
just overall the match play number one just even though even though it went to just the worst format ever in the last few years but but we also got the keegan mcgillan hill Jimenez fight in 2015 god do you remember that happened on the weekend like um Whatever they called it. Like so, the, what year are we in? 2015? Twenty fifteen. Twenty. I don't know. Twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. That that Miguel Keegan like tiff happened in like the biggest sports weekend of the entire decade. I think that was when you finally got Pacquiao versus uh, Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rory. Rory was watching that in the media center. <clears throat> you had the Derby that day. You had something. You had like NBA playoffs, and it was like the biggest sports day of the entire year. Luke Brown and I decade. share horse racing takes. So I just remember, like, it broke our chart beat that that day, and I contributed with a little, uh, like, Miguel uh, Keegan fight became part of the weekend of the, the biggest sports sports day of the decade. So Miguel and Hill Jimenez, low key, uh, you know, especially with his new beef, has has some has some beefs over. What's his, his new beef? Anchor boy. Yeah. Anchor man. Uh, okay, so we're off track here. That, that Chambers, I remember being. I thought. Honestly, thought Jason Day was having a heart attack. I was at on that hole when that happened. What was that part three? That's like steep downhill. Nine. Is that nine? And it was because he finished out. I was like at the top of the hill and looking down. We thought he was like having a heart attack. We didn't know what was happening. It was very bizarre. So I remember uh, a media member taking a cell phone photo of him down on the ground and Jordan Spieth yelling at that media yes, member to stop yes. taking. Photos. Do you know the media member? I we don't have to get into it. Yeah, we don't have to. But you do know who it was. Yeah, I do, but I'm trying to protect some identities here. That's fine. I just I remember Speed yelling at people about it. So, all right, what else? Which I thought that's a, that's a classy move. Yeah. That's, well, that's, <laughs> that's all. I, don't know, I, I guess also whatever. other photographers are taking photos, but yeah. Also, you know, in terms of all decade team, uh, Smartin, I like that you're contributing coughing to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Not me, not me. Now my wife, my wife claims that's behavioral now, like that. I, it's like you don't have a cough, but it's you a nervous start, tick. Turn the mic on, and you just start you recording. You start coughing again. It's like a behavioral <laughs> issue now. So, all right, go ahead. Um, Zach Johnson, had he not signed with PXG, would would be a real contender for the All Decade team. Hmm. Is he not already a contender? No. No. Okay. I made my all-decade team. now available on pjtour.com. <laughs> all right. There you go. I uh, thought you were going to go with Golf Pass there for a second. <laughs> um, all right. So, so, ZJ, you're saying what? why? Are you, you're all playing? of my content is uh, in front of the paywall. I am free and open to the public. You're blaming it purely on his equipment deal. You say he'd be on El Decade team. You're, you're you're confident in saying that. I mean, he won his second major, and then the next that winter he switched equipment deals. He hasn't been seen. He's MIA. He's AWOL. Speaking of hot Charles, didn't he do that? Didn't he quit He's PXG also in the middle? Forty-three years old, and and the game is increasingly about distance. And I mean, Zach, that's not exactly his strength. You know, I don't I don't like you bringing. Some facts, counterfacts to my theories here, Sean. So I'm looking actually now his world rankings. So 2012 and 13, he won two times apiece. Uh, 2014, he won one once. Now I think a lot of those were John Deere's, but still, that's 
uh, <laughs> six wins in four years, and then he hasn't won since the Open Championship. Twenty fifteen. He does have seven. He does have seven wins in the decade. So, but Can none I, of them after, or all of them, twenty fifteen and earlier. Exactly. It's, that's my point. You know, he's also older. Yeah, he's also he, he older. wasn't yeah. a good driver of the ball, and he went switched to the brand that has like the known to be the worst driver. His his he made his weakness like the weakest he could make it by playing an inferior driver. Don't think PXG is ever going to be a sponsor. I mean, he, in the Ryder Cup, in the Ryder Cup, he played a painted driver in 2016. He put it a was what? a Titleist driver, and it was painted black, so it oh. looked like a PXG. Is that out there? Is this? Oh, new there's new? there's a picture of it on the okay. internet. I yeah. remember seeing it. I don't remember it was that. Incredible. Before. At Hazeltine. Okay. By the way, on the internet is not a very specific uh, description. <laughs> the, I, Jonathan Wall or somebody wrote a story about it. it Maybe okay. not Jonathan. It's probably Wall. Wall, Wall sifting through Getty, taking looking at the photos of the soul plates. That's his exactly. favorite thing to do. And I love him for it. All right. All right. We can move. Did we go through the top 15? Did I, don't, do the, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, where we're I don't know where we're I'm going. I thought down. we were in 2016 and we didn't even do any majors. All right, I'm okay. gonna run down. I'm gonna run down. The, Have we talked about 15. Danny Willett? Right, we're gonna we're going 2015. We're gonna tie a bow on the FedEx Cup standings. Okay. If we said it twice, deal with it. You'll just <laughs> yeah. know the standings better. Right. <laughs> Top 15: Spieth, Stenson, Day, Fowler, Bubba, ZJ, DJ, Rose, Danny Lee, Charlie Hoffman. And we did talk about this. Berger. Yeah, this was the year of Burger. Uh, how, hey, how did Stenson end up second? Twenty fifteen. I think he, uh, he had won a, a playoff. He won, won Boston, didn't he? Yeah, that's all it takes, huh? I guess so. All right. Um, he also well, he dueled uh, Speed at the Tour Championship, so he probably finished second at Tour Championship. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, no wins that season. Sorry, he finished. Oh gosh, hold on. Uh, he must have just been a runner up at Barkley. Wow, runner up at Barclays, runner up at Deutsche Bank, tenth at BMW, runner up at Tour Championship. So here's a question for you: Is Spieth's 2015 the season of the decade? Yeah. Right. Yes. Better than Brooksy? Yeah. Right. You've got because he got the FedEx Cup at the end. Well, five wins. Five wins. Right. Two majors. Five. And he wins. was much. I think he was much closer to the Grand Slam. What, than Brooks what about was this year. what about Rory yeah. in 14? That's up there. WGC uh, doesn't have that FedEx Cup. Five there. wins. Doesn't have the FedEx Cup. The Did FedEx he win Cup the race is... to Dubai though? I don't know. I don't know. This is a purely American, American centric decade in review, right? We now. know where I'm coming from. <laughs> he he won he won the European Tour Golfer of the Year award. <clears throat> uh. Sorry, I just got a distracting text message. He won the race to Dubai too. He was tw- he won uh, won the DP World Tour Championship too. I, Two I, majors. I think it's, I think performance it's in the majors was better. I mean, never mind. Yeah. That, I, I was looking at 2015. There you go. <laughs> I mean, 2015 sets the or ties the Masters scoring record, wins the U.S. Open, and then he's one stroke away from winning the British Open. A then- good one. Also, I would love to see where. He was cumulatively in the four majors relative to everyone else. I think it's. Oh, he killed everyone. I think he set the lowest score to par in a single year in majors. Well, part of par doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh boy. 
But vis a vis Brooks and whatever, 20. I, so, okay, hold on. Here we go. He played 27 times in 2015. This is all OWGR starts, or starts, not just uh, okay. just media tour. Uh, so, 11 top three finishes, five wins, five runners up, uh, and then one third place. Uh, 18 top tens in 27 starts that year. Hey, can I can I talk? Can I give you a Rory quote? Because we talked about this the last time about like yeah. what people were saying about Rory after that PGA win in 2014. Yep. So here's Jack Nicklaus. Rory is an unbelievable talent. I think Rory has an opportunity to win 15 or 20 majors or whatever he wants to do if he wants to keep playing. I love his swing. And go to yeah. golfpass.com for more. Um. I yeah I don't. What what do you? I, yeah, it's Rory in twenty fourteen. We thought he was going to win double majors. I don't know about fifteen or twenty. Jack kind of he always throws might. these quotes out. Yeah, yeah, he might. He might. I I don't know. Now he's the prince of Pontevedra. Uh, I know. mean, let's be honest. I think I mean all this like Rory will never win a major again and stuff. I mean, come on. No one says that. Who says I, that? I've seen it. I've maybe it's just. In my mentions, I don't that's, know. <laughs> that's a straw man. I, I don't think people. I think people. You know, it's when we were having the Brooks Rory debates, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Brooks didn't win five more majors. Rory's not going to win another one." I think it's ridiculous. All right. So, Speeth's 2015 is the season of the decade, and maybe there's a battle for second between Rory's 2014 and Brooksy's what 2018. Shinnecock. I thought 2019. Or this year. Well, show, didn't you top win top four? Top four in all four majors, two majors, and a WGC. What about Martin Keimer's uh, 2014? Yeah, I don't or think he not 2014. 20, uh, yes. yeah, 2014. Yeah, players in, in US Open. No. Uh, okay. What else? Right. Should we move it on 20, 2015? Do we have any more thoughts on that? Or are we off to 2016? Uh, we're on to 2016. Okay. So we got Danny Willett. I mean, Who can forget? That's that's maybe uh, one of the former, most memorable. Former Wagger number one, Danny Willett, just harkening back to a previous conversation. Do you think this is the last time Westy's Westy's last charge at Augusta, or do you think he has more more life in him? I mean, is that a real question? He's winning <laughs> this year. All right. That's he's great. got a he's got a new he's going to Robert Rock for a swing, and he's talking to yet? Cowan for no, he's like he's like forty six or something. I don't think he's close. To so that. he's going to pull the Monty and like win his first like Champions Tour major. Benton Harbors or whatever, Benton Shores or whatever. Harbor be like, Shores. Be like Stricker and, and Colin. <laughs> um, what what did he do? He chipped in on sixteen, uh, fifteen, right? Uh, Westy? Westy, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And then he, he, I only remember missed, about this. He just his, didn't make any putts coming in. Oh, who would think that? Uh, he's better off this? chipping, and he's a horrible chipper. Do you remember the? Do you remember when Shane Bacon tweeted the leaderboard? Maybe it was Jamie Kennedy with nine holes to go, and I mean Spieth had like a yeah, he's up five. He was up five, right? and he was up like seven shots on third place. And Jamie just Jamie's post just was, "What if I told you that Jordan Spieth didn't win this Masters or something?" It's incredible when you see the leaderboard with nine holes to go. Well, did he bogey ten and eleven before the twelve disaster? Yeah. I, I think was, so. He was hitting the ball so bad that week, just in yeah. general. It was just. Augusta is well, so good for him because his short game is just out of this world and putting it's that's what happens out there is people just when they miss greens they make bogeys but he doesn't make bogeys 
Yeah. If you don't make well, bogeys, it's easy to make 16 birdies at Augusta for these guys. Well, right. this is the year Rory watched him hit it on Saturday. and was like, how the hell is he like two under par right now? Walking off the 15th green, I want to say. Um, I remember, remember Willett wore that jacket all day and then took it off on the 18th green. All of a kind sudden, of puffy a jacket, big uproar about that. How he, how he, I don't know if it was a brand play or something like that. Was, this is kind of rough. Was he wearing all white? Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of Twitter jokes about him wearing white pants and contending in a major for the first time. Anyway. <laughs> well, he had the kid, right? Yeah. I think Porter always brings like, this up. Like, what if two week old? What if his wife had, like, you know, I think they were due that week. What if his wife hadn't gone into labor early? I'll Does tell you what happened. No, oh. Westy has a master's. Oh, boy. Westy, yes. Everybody's focusing on the wrong man with that. <laughs> and if West, if Westy wins that one, that opens up the doors. He might have five majors now. Yeah, that's. I remember. Oh, we'll get to Sergio. I, I thought Sergio was going to win like three majors, and now I don't think he's going to win anymore. No. Uh, um. All right, we got DJ at Oakmont. Okay. What a. Speaking of, this is might be the year of disasters. Early on, or yeah, oh, yeah. Three, three disastrous majors. Uh, this is what Kevin Van Valkenburg uh, called my my best golf take ever. That the one major DJ did win is he didn't know the score on the last yeah. nine holes. Right, right. Also, can you name the final group uh, on Sunday at that 2016 U.S. Open? Shane Lowry, Shane Lowry. and Andrew uh, Andrew Landry. Yeah. Wes, uh, Westy was in the second to last group. Was he really? I don't Westy remember was being with there. DJ. Yeah. Oh, Westy he was because he was. He was telling him like, "Don't yeah. sign the card." He, he, yeah. he was riding hard for DJ. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember like him. You know how Westy get starts gesticulating to and fro when he gets a little hot. For him, biggest I contribution to a major this decade. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him kind of go because DJ just kind of lumbers along and doesn't say much. And Westy started getting animated. I was walking with. I mean, I walked with him the back night. He started because what is it the. 15th tee, 14th tee, that's kind of right in front of the clubhouse there. Yeah. Where, that's where the, the officials sauntered out and said, you know, actually, well, actually, maybe, you know, you will be penalized for that. And Westy kind of lost his shit. So this was, uh, was uh, Westy had cleaned his puke off his, his shirt from his opening <laughs> yeah, four he holes. You could afford to do it as just an advocate because he was no longer a competitor. He could just be an advocate for, for DJ. He was no longer a factor. So. Was There was that quote. I don't remember if it was real or not or if someone just made it up on Twitter, but they were just, <laughs> you know, debating the penalty, and finally DJ's like, look, if I sign the card, like, do I still win? And they're like, yeah. He's like, fine, give me the penalty. Like, I don't care, basically. Yeah. I just want to win. I'll never forget those two shots he hit on 18 because they had the that shot was... tracer, and it was just yeah. like, it was just, I've never seen two like perfectly straight shots like like that ball like land like just was at the pin the entire way on the approach right I want to say he was standing over his approach on 18 and then like some random weird camera went off as he was over it yes yeah yes some like Fox thing you know Fox has all the new technology I think it was one of the like started beeping I, he I don't just know gets back over it flags it yeah little yeah. foreboding too this is uh lowry this major had a major impact on lowry who said it took him you know 18 months to get over not winning what? this 
What year Isn't did he win crazy? Firestone? It wasn't that year that he won Firestone. I think he won Firestone twenty early. Yeah, before early. the main. Before okay. he already won it before Oakmont. Okay. All right. What else? What uh, we got? Troon? Stenson and uh, Phil dueling at Troon. That one was good. Remember, Rory threw his club. The driver snapped, or his three wood snapped in half when he threw his club. Uh, Thomas Peters broke his driver over his knee and threw it in a bush. Yes. At this event, oh, what else gore- in the course? Yeah. Remember uh, Phil's Phil's vicious lip out for sixty two in the first round. I know. God. Was that first round or? Uh, I think it was Friday. I think it was second round, maybe. Um, yeah, this was a good major. I don't have much to say about it other than I, I don't know. I, that remember that Stenson putt on maybe sixteen I that he that made the crazy yeah. long one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a guy that just like kind of never made putts when it mattered, just poured everything in that week. Would you say the Open Championship had the best decade in terms of majors, winners, caliber winners, drama, things like that, or what, Masters? Tiger winning the Masters kind of. I, I, I kind of think you got to go with the Open. You had Spieth uh, at Birkdale, which was really dramatic. You had Rory Hoylake. You had the playoff at St. Andrews. You had Ernie. There were no snoozers, right? Right, none. 2013 Phil at Muirfield was incredible. I just think it's been on the best run. And can I make it? Can I make an unpopular take? Oh the my players. god! Don't no. say the players. <clears throat> uh, I was gonna go PGA. Oh, 2016 nullifies it. it immediately disqualifies. <laughs> the, look, 2010 was great. 2011 was a really good finish. Uh, 2012 Rory blasted everyone, but it was a Rory win. 2014 was great. 2015 showdown with Spieth and Day was great. 2017 was great. 2018 uh, Bell Reef with Brooks and Tiger was also great. Uh, even this year's PGA, the Brooks one was pretty good. I, I, I think you make a PGA case. Maybe the courses, you know, I mean, it doesn't have. I think that one I, of the things that hurts the PGA is it's been stuck in this terrible broadcast situation and it's gotten some really bad weather. Like Bell Reeve, the weather was horrible. Even yeah, now it's in May. I know. That could be worse. Well, it depends where they go. But uh, Beth Page was pleasant. A little sweater weather. A little cold, cool and windy. The thing is, you can't make... The PGA's best year was 2009 when Y.E. Yang took down Tiger. You don't even get the best... Maybe if you include 2009, that might, might work. Uh-oh. We can't. We lost another year. We'll never finish. Yeah, just missed out on on Y. Yang, but I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be the Open Championship, just based on the caliber of winners. Obviously, the best venues, best kind of golf. Okay, we got we got two two votes for Open, one for uh, one for twenty sixteen PGA. PGA. We've discussed in detail the f- part one is the worst major of the day. I just think good finishes. That's possible. There's some some contenders for sure. I think like. Mid-decade, if you ask me, like 2015, I, I could argue that the PGA was the best major, but I think like the back half of it just killed it. Remember, um, I'm, talking about the, I, I'm talking about most exciting finishes. I don't know. Remember yeah. at Baltusrol uh, when Jason Day went like driving iron, driving iron into yeah. the 600-yard 18th in like the softest 
conditions ever. That was the only moment of, of excitement in that entire major was the Jason Day hitting into 18. So um, that's, that's, that's it. We went over the Baltus roll, right? Worst major of the decade. Andy and I vote. The crazy, this is kind of, this kind of ends uh, Jason Day's uh, run. Yeah. Of yeah. That was it. That was it. I was wondering with like, and I mean, I guess Day had already won one, so it stings less. But you were talking about Lowry, and then like the Francesco Molinari quotes recently about how long the Masters has affected him. Like, sure. how long some of these losses affect guys that we don't realize? Hideki. Hideki. As as, yeah. Go back to part one to hear more about that. But I mean, Francesco was unbeatable, and then he loses that Masters, and now he's totally off the rails for the last almost year. <clears throat> what do we got for uh, FedEx Cup finishing uh, 2016? Who won the FedEx Cup? And that was Rory. Rory, Rory. the wedge, the hole out. Yeah, that was a great. That was maybe the best final. That was a good FedEx Cup a Tour Championship for sure. Um, Rory wins the FedEx Cup. DJ second. Patrick Reed third. Oh, we didn't even talk about DJ in 2016. Player of the year. Yeah, I mean right? he was great. He won Bridgestone. That's when he won three straight starts, right? Or no? No, that's 2017. Okay. No, it was Olympic year. He won three straight, right? Didn't he win Bridgestone early when it was like around July 4th or something? I, I, I'm talking about three straight 2017, and then he slipped down the stairs. God. So he won, wow. three, stra- he won three straight tw- two t- times in a calendar <laughs> yeah. year, which is crazy. Yeah. Yep. So we got Rory, DJ, Patrick Reed finished third. He I, he won at Bethpage in the playoff event that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Scott, fourth. Uh didn't Ricky finish runner up at Beth Page that year, right? Sounds right. Runner up. I think Ricky far. struggled in the last few holes to help Reed win. Yeah. Reed was hitting like nasty hooks. I, that I doesn't sound like him. Um <laughs> fourth right. fourth Adam Scott, fifth Paul Casey, sixth Jason Day, seventh Ryan Moore, eighth Kevin Chapel, uh ninth Speeth. Tenth, not Chapel. Kevin he was Chappell? in the pl- he was in the playoff. He was he That's played right. so good. Uh, did he did he win Arnold Palmer this year too? Twenty sixteen. No, day one twenty sixteen. Arnold Palmer. He was runner up. Uh, right. Chapel was runner up twice today at the Players and Bay Hill, and then he was runner up somewhere. Oh, then the Tour Championship. Kevin Chapel's kind of he had bad luck with that back injury. Yeah, he's he's such a good yeah. Guy. And, but uh, Russell Knox, 10th. Grio, 11th. JT, 12th. Oh, the year of Russell Knox. I love that. Knox and Grio. Just <laughs> popping in there. Uh, there it is. Um, JT, 12th. Hideki, 13th. There we Jimmy go. Walker, 14th. And uh, Sneds, 15th. Okay. Ryder Cup ends 2016. Is this the only American win of the decade? I think so. Is that accurate? Uh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rory Reed at Hazeltine. One other thing. Justin, Justin Rose complaining about the pins. The the pro am setup. Thomas, uh, Tom. This is when I thought Thomas Peters was going to be like a top five player in the world. Such so a Rory. Rory thought he was coming. All right. What else we got? Twenty sixteen. We done. I think, I think on tw- that. wasn't twenty sixteen Ryder Cup. I feel like was like peak millennial golf Twitter. Eh. I guess I was on paternity leave while everyone else was 
gallivanting around Hazeltine. I still maintain 2014 Ryder Cup was the content millennial content bonanza of the decade, but I don't know. Maybe I'm too old. I'm on the I'm the head of the millennials at this point. Okay, uh, 2017. All right, we got Sergio wins over Justin Rose at the Masters. The uh, the concept of Azalea came to life. Naming your child Azalea, winning the Masters. I'll never forget the second shot he hit on 15. Mm. It hit the stick, didn't it? Yes. Wasn't that when you, me, and Porter were running around trying to find room in the grandstands and we couldn't, and so finally we just watched it from the, the side of the fairway and, and then he yeah. bounced off the fairway. Definitely running around out there. <laughs> um, Cabrera made whoop. a 13 on that hole this year, I think, right? Or a 15? This year? Uh, well, remember, uh, I mean, Sergio made like a 13 on it the next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was 15. It was more than 13. Uh, I just remember, didn't 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 Rose like duff one out of the pine straw? Was that the playoff on 18 or 18 and regular? I think the playoff on 18. Playoff. The playoff was kind of a, a letdown, right? It was. I was watching it uh, in that like member grill that, I, that for some yeah. reason they still let us go in, which I can't believe. Uh and like Sergio's dad just starts don't, don't yelling yourself like that. It's just you, you have a right to be wherever you want to be. Uh, Sergio's dad like, just starts like man. screaming and, and crying and like tears just pouring down his face. And like, I don't know, not to get, you know, we don't want to get too heartwarming on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's just such a touching moment. If you think about his dad having to watch all these close calls, the majors, your son's like 40 now and he finally wins it. It was a pretty cool moment. He was just bawling. In the and clubhouse. then as we all know, Sergio matured and found happiness and, you know, all the little tantrums and antics ended on the course. He had, you know, found love. He found happiness. He had his major and yeah, uh, went on shortly after. And yeah, just went on to have a, you know, kind of calming, peaceful career. Totally matured, as, as they said, kept telling us. Um, I, I took I took this to a warm place and it just took a <laughs> sorry. quick turn. Apologies. So uh, uh, go ahead. we get the start. We get the start of Brooksy. Start of Brooksy. Aaron Aaron Hills. Wins at Aaron Hills. Everybody's up in arms because it's a easy major. It was pretty forgettable, in my opinion. I I don't I completely disagree. It was a good back nine. That Saturday was like the most entertaining day of golf. JT shooting sixty three at the greater Yeah. The Greater Milwaukee Open or whatever, as John uh, Miller said. JT's, JT. That that three-wood on 18 to shoot the 63. That was was cool. One of the most unbelievable golf shots I've ever seen. Wasn't it like 280 out and he hits this high cut that lands soft into like five feet? Both you guys are at this, right? Yeah. Fleetwood Fleetwood had a great Saturday, too. This was a, you know, kind of first Fleetwood uh, major spotting. Brian Harmon, before he went bald. Yeah. Was involved <laughs> prominently. Oh yeah, Hideki finished T2. Yeah. God. It was uh the the thing that gets lost I always say and I'm this is a broken record. If you just changed Aaron Hill's par from 72 to 70, sure. Nobody would have complained. And they got no wind and it rained every day. So it was you know soft what, and calm. Were there a couple You know what else this was? What? The emergence of Xander, who some would say is the most underrated player of the decade. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You guys think he's overrated, so I don't know. That's not. This is where I, the blimp. I don't know what you're talking about. Fire, oh, and, and Kevin Van Valkenburg and uh, I forget who else. Uh, 
Ian O'Connor ran through farmland to like report on it live from the scene. Yeah. And then there was like, wasn't there like dysentery coming out of the fountain, the water fountain or something like that? <laughs> they, there was just, this was like, there was like the US Open's got to get it right. And they were just like a strain of things they couldn't help. But, um, okay. Yeah, I think that- Brooksy, this was like when Brooksy was, you know, basically, a, as Andy would say, a dial tone. Yeah. You know, it was like pre, like this guy, we can't have this guy be a prominent player in the game because he's so boring. Joe Buck messed up uh, Genesis's name. Yeah. Fox wanted nothing to do with Brooksy, I don't think. They're like, this guy, like, we can't do it. We can't work with this. And now he's, you know, he's a dark. But he's like a wrestling heel type character. So, um, so, uh, yeah. And, and Open then, championship. Uh, yeah, see Woo Kim won the players this year, too. <laughs> You had to get that in. Big woo-woo. Well, and he was in contention at Aaron Hills. Eh, loosely. Cameron, oh, Cameron Champ at was uh, top, oh, 10, like, top 10 going into the final round. You're still at A&M, right? Yeah. yeah. He, was, uh, he was averaging like 345 off the tee at Aaron Hills. He was okay. 30 yards longer than the next closest guy, as I remember. It was yeah. just insane. I remember I went out and watched, actually, speaking of, like, yeah, it emerges of Xander. Xander, Mullinax, and Champ were paired together. Yeah. And all of them finished, I think, in the top 10. Or, well, all of them were yeah. in the top 10 going into Sunday. Champ no, Mullinax finished top 10. Oh, yeah, Champ. Uh, Scotty Scheffler pipped him for low yeah. amateur honors. Um, but <laughs> I, I went and watched that group, and I couldn't believe, because Mullinax is one of the longest hitters on tour, and Champ was like 40 yards past him. And I was just like, holy shit. This is like a whole new world. Yeah. Uh, long. Um, this was before everybody in the world knew about Cameron Champ and before 7 million uh, tweets hadn't been sent out about how far he hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Burkdale. Jay- oh, uh, I love you getting the Siwoo shout in there. Spieth wins. Burkdale. Is this where Brandon Grace also broke 63? Yeah. Right? Correct. No wind. He shot 62. Yeah. Johnny was in the booth. That's right. That's right. Many say that the the RNA set it up that way to make a point about how out of control technology's gotten. Who says that? Many. People, I've heard the argument. You're right. There's there's a little... Do you believe it? I'm in my basement right now. I just took my foil hat off. (laughs) <laughs> uh speed i mean we talk about schwartzel 2011 uh, masters is this the greatest close of a major in terms of i don't know these are all arbitrary designations we're coming up with or you could make it five holes nine holes i mean speed when he when he this is another one where he was kind of slapping her around didn't hit it all that great until you know, uh, At least on Sunday. On Sunday, he was not hitting it well. You so. know, Kuchar's worst worst season of the decade, 2018, the year after heartbreaking <laughs> loss. Sure. There was that scene in the, or no, it was the interview he did afterwards. Oh, thanks, like, yes. Oral history and talking about how, like, just seeing his kids crying and how just disappointed he felt that he let his kids down. I think that was Digest, right? Yeah. Just going back on those, like, those losses lingering with guys longer than we think. I, mean, I get it. I'd be upset for a long time if I blew a major. This was a, This was when Kucher public appeal was higher than ever. Did Speed go five under on the four holes after the whole equipment trailer debacle? 
I think I, I don't think it was five. I remember he almost aced the he almost aced the next hole, and right. then he hold that long eagle putt go uh, and did go get that. Yeah. I don't know that he birdied eighteen. Did he birdie eighteen? Um, excuse oh. me. It, it, it gets what what it covers <laughs> up is how big of a disaster his his early round was. Yeah, he had a three shot lead. He was blowing it, was, it. It was so bad. He could not. He could not get from tee to green through the first whatever. Could, and then was could wasn't there like the debate to the next few years? There, there was like the debate about whether or not he actually hit a guy in the head, and then like he claimed that fans weren't pointing where his ball actually was, or something. Like it got weird over there. So he bogeyed thirteen. He birdied fourteen. Eagled fifteen. Birdied sixteen. Birdied seventeen. Hard Five hundred his next four holes. It's nuts. And the thing, no, I mean, so that's Kucher. You just get. I mean, that's. I don't know if that's worse or better, but you just. It's not even really that you did anything wrong. You just got your heart ripped out of you, like that old Mortal Kombat character. Yeah, because Kucher. Sure. Kucher had played, had made made two two birdies in that stretch too. You know, so he had kind of done exactly what he needed to do. Hmm. Um uh, and then yeah yeah okay anything else on Burkdale? No no all right uh, so we're on to a uh, quail quail hollow oh tough we talked tough, about this at length tough on scene. part one JT, JT. wins I mean, swamp, it, it, swamp pass invitational uh, as Andy has dubbed the Memphis event this was a uh, uh, its own brand of swamp pass. Uh, major championship golf. This was a crazy year from JT. First, first of, you know, now probably, probably the best twenty, twenties golfer. You know, I just remember o- Omar Uresti think- was involved prominently in this. He had this big oh, yeah. bath towel that went like it was a huge towel. Omar Uresti, I think he made the cut. Uh, he was low club pro. <laughs> I mean, club pro is a liberal designation for Omar, but all right. Club pro, club pro that gets uh, gets uh, exemption, gets into tournaments off of a priority list ranking on the PGA Tour. <laughs> gets a, gets a handful of starts every year on the PGA Tour, despite being a club pro. It's pretty incredible. Ah, uh, okay. So, what else happened at this at Quail Hollow? I don't have a I, whole lot. I remember Ricky played great, but he made a just an idiotic triple bogey on the fourth hole in the first round. Oh, so, there was the Jason, the Jason Day triple. Oh yeah, on the eighteenth oh, Saturday. Right, Pamplin, Rod Pamplin. Oh uh, yeah, that was great. Intentionally into the fence because he was with JB Holmes playing in front of him, trying to move it along. No, it was um, to beat the weather delay or get well, the T-shirt yeah, for the horn blue. Yeah, I know, I know. But JB was the group in front of him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have a whole lot else. So JT, after he won, after we t- we've talked a little bit about what happens uh, when you don't win a major. So he wins wins a major, wins the major. He finishes T six at Northern Trust next start. Wins Dell. Wins, uh, finishes second at the tour championship, then wins CJ Cup. This was also that when he started the year in, uh, in Hawaii. Why? Went just yeah. absolutely nuts in Hawaii. Uh, so could this be a contender for season of the decade against Speeds yeah. 2015? Record, Maybe. Like well, some... uh, I just think, I mean, t- Speed almost won the Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, it was five wins of, at least one major or FedEx Cup, so you have that in common. But I mean, yeah, but 
contention at all four majors. Kind this, of wins this is when uh, JT's goals blew up when people when he uh. screenshotted his goals <laughs> and it was mass aggregation. I think also I want to say his grandfather <laughs> called during the press conference, which was great because he's like, "Hey, Grandpa, I'll call you back." He answered it, and then I'm kind of in the middle of something, Grandpa. Uh, um. What, is is Quail Hollow getting another major? They're getting a Ryder or president. I don't know. President's Cup or Ryder Cup? President's Cup. Pre- President's Cup 2021. Okay. That's just a terrible choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Anything else? Do you want to do pre- uh, FedEx Cup? I can't standing? wait till they take the take a match play event to like a 6,200 yard course. Like, why? Why not? It's you match play. No, I don't want it at Sweetens Cove. That's not what I said at all. I wanted at like they can all they can all carry one strap, single strap golf bags. <laughs> We're all birds. Listen to Sturgill's. I think I think, uh, I think people would wear, they all be, play hickories. People be wearing the 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 Amazon all birds. Was the Amazon have knockoff all yeah, birds? Basically, just ripped them off completely. Oh wow! How about all that? birds is all pissed off. <laughs> I might order uh, some. Amazon, the fake Amazon birds. See if anybody uh, notices. Peter Millar kind of ripped them off too. <laughs> All right. Peter uh, Millar rips a lot of people off. <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna get an extra, get an extra body blow in there, and I, I was, yeah, you you went for it. Um. All right. What else? All right. FedEx Cup. FedEx Cup. Back. Back. <laughs> Oh, Kevin Kisner almost won that Quail Hollow. 54-hole leader. Yeah. I I, I, uh, one of the things I always love, uh, this is like an Alan Shipnuck move, but like Sunday morning, you try to pick who you think is going to win. You try to gather as much intel as you can on that player so that if they do win, you've got stuff that other people may not have. And so me and Ryan Lavender were blowing up Bob Turner for Hideki stuff. And the big takeaway was that he loves Waffle House, uh, loves like the Texas Melt sandwiches, and loves Panera. Uh, and then Kevin Kisner talking to his dad about how kind of like Brennan Todd, there's a period in college where he couldn't break 90. Like he shot in the nineties in a college tournament at Georgia. Um, he also had that period when he was a pro where he was like hitting shanks on the nationwide tour. Uh, and was like wondering if he would ever make it as a tour player. Was this peak like, uh, Ricky being like the whole being on the altar for the wedding type thing, but not, not the bride. Bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, I mean, you, you have him drinking out of the Clara jug with speed at, at Burkdale, and then you have him, you know, was this uh, was this spring break this year? No, that was twenty sixteen. Yeah, after the Speed's Masters debacle, because he and Smiley played in the final group and then went on vacation. Um, but it just what was the one? Uh, well, I guess twenty fourteen was the year Ricky finished top five in all four majors. 2017, but yeah, I think like the back to back drinking out of the claret jug and then being on the green at Quail Hollow. This is when like Ricky, like always being there for the trophy presentation meme really took off. So, uh, all right. All right. JT wins the FedEx Cup. Yep. Spieth finishes second. There was that brief moment, uh, like yes. one second where they were tied for the top of the FedEx Cup and they would have gone to a sudden death playoff. Yes. I remember that. That would have been like. The best thing that ever happened to the FedEx Cup. Xander wins the tour. We would have got. We would have gotten a match play final for ten million. Who would Who would tune into that? Between Spieth and JT. Yeah. Not bad. 
Uh, uh, Xander finishes third, wins the tour championship. That was his second win of the year. Won Greenbrier too. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, DJ fourth, Rom fifth, Leash sixth, Ricky seventh, Hideki eighth. This was the last good year of Hideki. For, he for entered Hideki. the playoffs at number one in the FedEx Cup. Hmm. Yeah, Thursday. this was the 2016 2017 was when he won like everything. Yeah, he had that crazy fall. Uh, he was when he won like the hero. He won uh, in Japan. He won all kinds of stuff in the fight. Went like he one won, two, one two, one two, or something. He won four of six events and finished yeah. runner up the other two. He won the hero. Yeah, this week Tiger had to hand a trophy to the best player in the world. Yeah, was the best player in the world at that point. Um, Rose ninth, Kepka tenth, Paul Casey eleventh. Paul Casey's sneaky, underrated player. Paul decade. Casey is in contention at every three championship. Yeah. Um, he's so good at, at TPC Boston. He's so good at Eastlake. Yeah. Um, uh, Kisner, 12th. Henley, 13th. Kucher, 14th. Pat Perez, 15th. That was the year he won Mayakoba over Gary Woodland, right? Pat Perez. Didn't he win Kuala Lumpur once? Or yeah. was that yeah. more Maybe he finished runner-up. Might have been more recently. He won a Kuala Lumpur. Um, Twenty eighteen. Everybody's favorite Masters champ, Patty Reed. Uh, wins wins the Masters. Yeah, just makes every that? putt. Didn't really play that well. Putted out of his mind. This was after. This was like two weeks after Bay Hill, where he's, right? Where he said, "If you if you my name was Jordan Spieth, you'd give me the drop." A few weeks after that. Yeah, I think that was 2018. It, sneaky thing. He started doing that helicopter finish at the yeah. Valspar. And I, everybody was like, what the hell is he doing? And it allowed him to hit a fade and really actually play golf at, at a high level in majors. It's also where, you know, alleged wives of members in the grill room at Augusta National were asking for his ball to keep rolling on the 18th so there would be a playoff. But a colleague, not Sean Martin, to be because he's already alluded to the grill room. I love the grill room. Another colleague will witness that. I don't think we're allowed in there anymore. Um, uh, we might be. Not after they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Patrick Reed. Sergio Garcia gives the uh, jacket to Patrick Reed. And you have all the everybody gets to know his family situation. It was just like, yeah, we've been talking about this for six years, you know. So the uh, yeah, D- this is uh, I don't know what I was going to. This say. is where Spieth hits the tree on eighteen. Yeah. Maybe the best Sunday round, uh, one of the best Sunday rounds we've seen at the Masters. Rory had a Not disappointing, best, uh, disappointing su- Saturday, really bad Saturday. It was soft. Wasn't it Sunday? Sunday. Wasn't he the final group with yeah, Reed? Sunday. Just terrible. Great Saturday. Bad Sunday. He almost hit it like off the property on one. Yeah. Remember, he, you know, just blast blocked one, right? So Ricky, Ricky had a great Sunday. He did. Fell I one mean, short. Uh, what did he shoot? Like 65? Did he shoot like did he shoot 30 on the back? <clears throat> he went 65 67 on the weekend. Ricky was really good. Really, really good. But it was. One of those circumstances where, like, he was presumed out of it. It was like a speed read thing by the we thought the last couple hours, and then all of a sudden, in the final thirty minutes or so, Ricky's there, 
uh, one shot off. So, all yeah. right. Um, all right. Then uh, Shinnecock. This was Tiger's return, right? 2018, Tiger's first Masters. Like yeah. Three or four years. Uh huh. Made the cut, didn't do much. So, yeah, I think he finished like 18th. This was uh, this was after the second place finish at Valspar. That's right. That's right. Oh, that was a sneaky great read moment at the Valspar. When he when put he it threw, back to his yeah, feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, did Paul Casey win that? Yeah. Yes. First of back to back. Corey Connors was getting booed. <laughs> I don't remember what. I don't remember that. People are they, chanting. You had to play with Tiger. You <laughs> chanting USA at him as he like bogeyed the hole because he wanted Tiger to win. I want to say he shot like eighty one or something. And there's a strong Canadian contingent down there too. Yeah. I think in that Tampa area, snowbirds. But that'd be like one of the worst for a young player. One of the worst. You know, he might have been using an illegal driver though. <laughs> oh God. You know, if we had really done an exhaustive decade of review, I mean, the kind of shit we'd come up with, like booing at the Valspar, would have been ridiculous. Uh, All right. So, so Brooks wins Shinnecock. This is this could be a whole hour, uh, hour flashback to the Sunday at uh, or Saturday at uh, Shinnecock. Saturday, yeah. Lost the course. Phil running putt. Zach Johnson. Uh, Ian Poulter was in the mix. Berger and Finau come from the very early morning to being in the in the final group. This is a Daniel Berger moment. USGA does like multiple statements on multiple issues, press conferences. This was like the whole thing. Like uh, you had like you know comments that British guy. What was the British writer said he acted like a silly ass? Oh, Phil. Phil. For, yeah. Um. This was, yeah, yeah, this was a legendary Saturday. This, yeah, this was, you know, it, because of drama, but one of the most entertaining, uh, uh, you know, majors of the decade, for sure. DJ, DJ kind of, everybody thought DJ was going to win that. Allegedly, I'm looking at my old article. The crowd on 16 was chanting USA as Poulter's ball rolled off the green on 16. <laughs> I remember Ricky that. Fowler's That's when shot. people went nuts. That's where people said they lost the course. He hit, was he hitting? He was hitting it from that front right bunker, which was the worst short sided. And he tried to hit it at the pin and it rolled off the green. Everybody then was like, "The course is gone." That's that was the moment where everybody said, "This is unfair." And it's like he hit it in the he short sided himself in a bunker. Was it Poulter? Yeah, or Brooksy or one of the later okay. Poulter. I remember right. it was Poulter. There's, the it was when chanting USA. Nobody could get could, nobody could get there because of the trains, or people had to leave early because of the train schedule. Remember that? Yeah. Are oh, you sure yeah. it was sixteen? Was it the problem hole? Sixteen was a bad one. Yeah, sixteen was it was really bad. I thought it was fifteen that people got worked up about. No, because sixteen is then seventeen's the par three. Yeah, sixteen's the par five. Right? Maybe it was fifteen. No, it was fifteen. The fifteen pin people were losing their shit about. Fifteen pin, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Ricky shot an eighty-four. Hey, really? Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> the people that played late. Oh, Fleetwood. This was Fleetwood on Sunday. Uh, DJ went out in forty-one. It looked like he was going to win by a lot, like a thirty-six hole mark. Yeah, he played so good the first two days. One out in 41. The this first was day was sneaky crispy, too. 
Right. Like that oh, was yeah. really, really hard the first day. It was windy. In yeah. The Wasn't the DJ one too? Like, so we just got Strokes game in the US Open for the first year and like DJ wasn't he actually not hitting it that great, but putting out of his mind the first two rounds. I feel like that was a storyline going into the weekend. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Some tweets. Yeah. Just Ian Poulter tweeting. Just grow a set of balls and say we blanked it up again. You don't get mulligans in this business at this level. How can this team keep doing this without consequences? About the USGA. Patrick Reed was kind of sneakily in this one, too. He almost For a while on uh, on Sunday... It looked like he was going to win. Yeah, I remember that. So, remember William McGirt tweeting angrily? <laughs> Not even in the field. Apparently, the Blue Bloods of the USGA. <laughs> I refuse to watch it because I know what the outcome will be. Mike Davis and his crew could ruin Christmas. Hashtag amateur hacks. Give us our game back. Just so angry. Not even playing. One of my one of my favorite William McCurt stories of all time. <laughs> Just the players. Yeah, I think it's I think DJ Pie told the story. <laughs> I'm not sure who it was. <laughs> yeah. I think it was DJ Pies, but uh, but yeah. he was standing in the tunnel uh, t- on 17, 17 to eighteen. And uh, where he, uh, McGirt played at Wofford, which I think is the Terriers. The Terriers. Yeah. The Terriers. Yeah. Some fan. McGirt just made a double. <laughs> some fan. <laughs> some, 17? Some fan, yeah, some fan goes, go Terriers. <laughs> and he says under his breath, go fuck yourself. He <laughs> 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 might... Yeah. He might be a little frosty, McGirt. Might not be the friendliest fellow. <laughs> might become a shotgun start favorite. <laughs> he hasn't played since uh, the 2018 Northern Trust. Just looked it up. Yeah, it's been a while for Dirt McGirt. Uh, oh, well. So prominently featured in the Decade and Review show. Who would have right, thought? What else? All right, we got, uh, we got Frankie at Carnoustie. This was, this was an all-time major. Uh, Tiger's bunker shot. That, Tiger's sort of back, like really back. Yeah. You know, right? He's yeah. Contending at majors, top five on Sunday at majors. Speed barfed on himself, right? Speed. Do you guys remember Tiger's triple the, to start the U.S. Open at Shinnecock when he was in the middle of one oh, fairway yes, and like first. Played, bladed the wedge over the green? Hit it over the green. <laughs> yeah. When it was playing, I think that was playing as one of the easiest holes. Oh, court. that hole's by far the easiest on that golf course. Speed. Oh, it's like if the wind's right, it's drivable. Didn't Spieth yeah. start out with like an insane, insane numbers too at, at Shinnecock? He started at ten, I think. Yes, he started. Yeah, he was done <laughs> by like the, his third hole. Yeah, I think. I think he like he might have like four putted eleven. Rory, you know, the, Rory had a similar start too. Rory had a bad start. Yeah, yeah. I just because that we were just talking about that wind that Thursday morning. It was just it was crispy, like you said. It was bad. Phil, I think, kind of was not great either. Um, all right. So, Cardinal group, Spieth and Kisner. Kisner, yeah. And Spieth just, I mean, he got a haircut. Remember, he got his, his, his yeah. dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Remember the baby with Xander? Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you can forget. Get your kid out of here. It's the 72nd hole of a major. Did Spieth make a triple on the on Hogan's Alley that that six hole? Or I think no, it was like the par five on the front, like six. 
Yeah, that's what the sixth of Is that Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, he made a triple on it. On a par five. Yeah, that's all. that's right. But then he was still okay. in it. Rory made a made a charge. This would be in contention for best major Sunday. I remember I was like I had a wedding the night before and I was like on my deathbed, but somehow the excitement <laughs> of the golf energized me to yeah. I had to stay in Cleveland on Sunday for dedication for content. You know? Extra day. I remember that. We did yeah. we did a pod. We did a We did a pod. You were worse for the wear. Um yeah, this was this was like the the best, I don't know, three hours of a major, maybe of the decade. Rory was suddenly tied. Tiger was gonna complete the comeback. Bolinari, you know, Speeth. It was there were so many names involved. When Rory Eagled, I want to say 14. One of those. Eddie, Pe- Eddie Pepperell was in it. Justin Rose was in it. Yeah. Rose went from like the cut line to almost winning. Yeah, he made it on the number Friday night. <clears throat> uh, all right. One of one of the better majors. It's just last year, though. We don't need to go in deep. Gosh, it was just last year. Um, then we got uh, Bell Reef. Sloppy, sloppy Bell Reef. I was on vacation for this one, so I uh, consumed oh, this one as a fan. There were uh, there were it's not even there were rumors that the you know remember the greens at Bell Reef. There were oh, there were, were people like, like have to move me. it. Yeah, there were people texting me on site that Monday. They're like, this is going to be a, a bloodbath of epic proportions. Like these these greens will be mud. They're not going to be able to finish the major. Like by Sunday, these greens will be just mud. And, I got to be honest, consuming it as an outsider, I was a little bit. By Thursday, I was a little bit tired of the architecture takes. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I get it. And then, of course, it produced like a crazy good major, which just sometimes it just shows that it's people the player. People chirping Andy about it. People chirping Andy. Andy uh, had to. That was a, was a tough week for the egg. <laughs> well, people don't get it. You're not dismissing that you can't have a good leaderboard and a good golf. Yeah. Distinct from a course that's not great. I was listening to it on the radio uh, driving home from Pensacola. Didn't even see any of the final round on TV. Wow. The uh, the the par three third on Saturday or Friday. Oh yes, yes. It was a, a par three nope. in a major championship had no bogeys. No. One guy shanked it and still made par. <laughs> Cold shank, he still made a par. It it's kind of a hard. Par. A hole in a major championship to have a single bogey. Like honestly. You could was it put just somebody, short and soft, or what was the? It was like a hundred. So they they put a grandstand over where the a real tee is. So it was like a hundred and forty yards, and it's a like a hundred and eighty yard hole usually. So the green is built for like a hundred and eighty yard shot, not for like a hundred hundred and forty yard shot. Flat green, right? Kinda. Yeah, very flat green, big green, and uh, and literally like it. I think it was like the the scoring average was like two point three or something for the day. They put the easiest pin out there, and it was it was just all birdies and pars. I mean, insane. I, I I don't think that'll ever like the thing that is crazy to me is you could have put somebody, you could put somebody, fifteen yards off a green at Shinnecock, and and a, and a few people would make four, and at this on this par three because of how soft it was and and just the the design of the hole, the way they set it up, nobody made a bogey. From 140 yards out. So this is also where Tiger showed up with like the hat on backwards and everybody uh, like, oh, yeah. had a field day with it. The memes and the, you know, mashups were, you know, coming hot and heavy. Uh, 
the crowds. You remember at St. Louis, people thought like, uh, you know, uh, critiques of the architecture and critiques of the course went like wholesale dismissal of St. Louis as a as a civic, as a as a city. Wasn't it just slammed with people? Yeah, crowds were awesome. Like this was great. Like Adam, should. Adam Scott this, had two putters the whole week. Two putters. I don't know about the whole week. Yeah, I, think, I thought it was just the final round. I think it was just yeah. the final round. I he showed he up Sunday in the bag for the final round, and he didn't yeah, use one of them. <clears throat> no, one was for like inside six or eight feet or something, and the other. But then he, he never played used so it. good. Yeah, that remember was... he remember Brooksy putted out before him, so Adam Scott made the last stroke of the championship. <laughs> it was a fitting end. <laughs> I do. You remember, uh, I just remember Brooks lasering that four iron. Yeah. on what was it like sixteen or seventeen? Uh, the part three. That's in that's in the contention for shot of the decade. Yeah, as uh, people are losing their mind for Tiger up ahead. What about Rory's wedge on sixteen of tour championship? Rory shanked one off the off, off the, the scoreboard on the range. <laughs> this was peak Rory Rory wedge issues. Bill, it was Bill Reef. It was like during a rain delay or a, yeah. or a restart, and they had the camera on the range, and he just. This was like also like really at the peak of. Rory just distance controlled those wedges was a disaster. Like he's yeah, it, it, airmailing all these greens. And it was then coming off of Bridgestone, that final round of Bridgestone, where he was oh, just oh, atrocious yeah. with his wedges. Snuffed out by the uh, JT, right? Yeah. Um, yeah um, Bell Reef was a fun weekend of content. What did Tiger shoot? Tiger didn't hit a fairway on the front nine and shot 30. I think. I think that's right. Sounds I about think right. That's right. And he started. Remember, didn't he start three over through his first two on Thursday? Yeah. We're like, ah, he doesn't have it. And he was talk- talking about like he didn't play all week. He, I think he skipped or he wasn't eligible for Firestone. No, he did play. He didn't play any practice rounds. He's like, my back is achy. Like I sat in a cold tub all day Monday, and like, oh, he's not gonna win content this week. And then all of a sudden, he was there. Um. You know, uh, Gary Gary Woodland, I think hit the the wedge Blew up shot. The cup. He hit the wedge shot though that went. Oh yeah, the guy, the greenskeeper. It took like 30, 30 minutes to fix the cup, but he hit he hit a wedge. He bladed it over the green and it went into an unraked uh, oh. bunker because the caddy had. Uh, I, I don't know if he was playing with JT or it was Kisner's or, caddy. Kisner's caddy hadn't hadn't raked the uh, bunker yet. Yeah. I remember that a bad break. That uh, was like Saturday or, or something, Friday or Saturday. Hey, I I got big business call. I got to cut this off. I'm sorry, I didn't expect this to go All another right. hour, fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. So, all right. So, I guess we're going to part three. Part three will be just the, the last FedEx four majors Cup. and the that FedEx we just Cup standings that we just watched this past year and our all-decade teams and maybe a few other awards. All right. Andy, go take your call with Peter part Millar. Part three, I'll be back. I'm slowly working my way into the permanent lineup. I, yeah, part three. Sorry, Sean. We're taking you away from important President's Cup business. Hero, Andy's got a call. Business. We ride. Yeah. All right. We'll have uh, part three, I guess, coming uh, Friday. <laughs>